This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Submit your questions via email, or if you'd like for us to read them on the show, uh, we would be happy to give you some additional peace of mind in your retirement. This morning, I have got a treat. I typically look at this gentleman uh, never. He is generally on the <laughs> other end of a microphone, but uh, I am actually in Tony Shore's presence. Tony, uh, it is it is nice to be in the land of a thousand lakes. What's uh, what's shaking this morning? Yeah, Travis, great to have you here. And uh, yeah, I'm usually your remote host. Uh, today, I'm your actual co-host in person, and it's fun to do the show live. Oh, yeah. It's always much better when we can be face-to-face. So I'm excited about this one. Number one, because you're here in person, and we're both in the studio together. Uh, but number two, you got a huge get. I mean, I don't know how you landed this guest for today's show. Uh, I know that he's popular with all the media outlets. Everybody's picking his brains about finances. Uh, so it's great that we have a special guest. I will let you introduce our special guest. Today. Absolutely. Tony, our, um, as you know, our relationship uh, with this guest is we have a third party manager that we use for uh, obviously our clients, second set of hands on the wheel, makes a lot of sense. You want, you want someone with their finger on the pulse. Well, why not have the best doctor around? Um, sorry. Our regulator's going to ding me for that. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, uh, but no, folks, uh, this is a treat for us. We have Jeremy Bryan from Gradient Investments. Uh, Gradient is our third-party manager here at CFG Wealth Management. And um, we had uh, we actually had Jeremy on. We had you on a, maybe a, a year, year and a half back yeah. coming out of COVID, uh, just just trying to, to make some sense of what was going on, in the, going on in the markets. And that's basically what we're bringing him back for this morning, Tony, is we want to we wanna see – what Jeremy's take is on the the year that was 22. Obviously, uh, much different uh, outcome than most people have been accustomed to. So what happened there? And then also what's driving 2023? And uh, as as he so eloquently put it in one of our previous interviews, it's uh, almost a, a, a feeling of have and have not. So uh, Jeremy, Thank you so much for being on. He is the head of Grady Investments, and uh, welcome this morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, sir. Can I call myself Doctor Finance now? Doctor, that would be cool. Call <laughs> Doctor Love. Call you could. You could. I could. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably got to check out the compliance on that one as well. So yeah, I don't know if that would be a title you could put on your business card, but it could be something you're called affectionately. Just say self-proclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. Self-proclaimed. There you yeah. go. There you go. No, no one, no one gave you that diagnosis. Yeah. Good, good. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
2022 and 2023 have certainly been pretty interesting, right? Mm-hmm. From an overall perspective in that uh, 2022 was a tough year. There's no question about it. There's no sugarcoating it. It was a difficult year for most investors because we had a unique circumstance in the effect of stocks were down, right? Stocks were down. The S&P 500 was down about almost 20%. But the real difference from most years is usually you get some bond support when those kind of years occur in the stock market, right? Did not happen last year. We had a rapidly rising interest rate, which is bad for bonds, and bonds were down almost 14% last year as well. So both of those instances, it's a rare occurrence when both of those are down and especially down that much. And so 2022, if you felt painful, it it was accurate. It should have felt painful because it was a really, it was a challenging market. There's no question about it. It was more the rule than the exception. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, And then 2023, you know, as you said before, is uh, we've been kind of calling it the have and have not market right now is that 2023, the S&P 500 is up over 10%, but really it's been driven by about seven stocks. Mm. Um, You know, your Amazons, your Microsofts, your Googles, your Teslas of the world. Those have done phenomenally well after a really, really painful 2022. Mm. So they've rebounded aggressively, and those are big components in the S&P 500. But the 493 other companies that comprise the S&P 500 are kind of, for lack of a better term, a little stuck in the mud, mm. right? Is they're not massively down, but they're kind of flattish, maybe slightly up. You know, it's just a very different experience if you're in those stocks versus if you're in the seven, the Amazons and the Teslas of the world which are having, you know, significant years, but again, rebounding off of really bad years in 2022. Well, and, and, you know, obviously one way to, to, to quantify that is if you look at uh, the equal weight Mm S&P, very much flat for the year. You look at the Dow, the Mm -hmm. Dow is basically flat flat flat, for the year. Uh, And, and I think that's where a lot of times the the fear of missing out the 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 FOMO comes in. It's because it's like, oh my goodness, well, 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 why is why is everything not going up this way? Well, you have seven stocks driving a five hundred stock stock train. Right. Uh, you know, you had Nvidia, the, and and we're not talking about performance, just just facts. I mean, Nvidia topped out in November of twenty one, went down almost sixty percent, and then now it's it's just reached uh, because of the last earnings report, just reached the level it was at in twenty twenty one. Exactly. So basically flat for two years, but as long as you didn't take the ride down and you took the ride up, you were happy. Right. But that's not long-term investing. That's not retirement investing. That is speculation. Yes. And if you want to do a little bit of that, that's fine. But I think it's you're probably better served long-term approach without trying to get in, get out. Good quality management like we recommend and we know you guys execute. You know, when you get some outsized gains and winners, shave them off. Yep. Right? Rebalance the portfolio. That's what it's there for. So, um well, that that's what I think, Tony, a lot of our listeners have, have been struggling with this year is what are we doing or what uh, or what are what are portfolios doing? Where do we need to go going forward? And I think a lot of that is also being driven still by interest rates because we yeah. talk, we've talked about it many times on the show. You know, when you have a zero interest rate environment and and you literally have quantitative easing out of the wazoo for 15 years, <laughs> it, it is essentially a a just fertile, happy hunting ground for equities. Yeah, it, it allows for them for multiple expansion. They just grow and grow and grow. And now we're starting to see. You know, we we can't have summer, uh, spring, summer, and fall without winter. And, and that was last year. Hopefully, this year is setting the stage. Um, you know, to get back somewhat back to normal. But one of the things that we're still battling, because obviously 
the Fed coming out, uh, probably going to see uh, whether they're going to continue to hike, hike rates, whether they're going to pause. What is your feeling? Kind of give our listeners some idea of, okay, where did interest rates uh, go last year? Why was that impactful to the market? And then what is that causing this year? And, and what is the short-term, near-term, long-term kind of expectation uh, around the interest rate environment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, last year was it was interest rates. That's really because it was such a massive surprise, uh, you know, from from the aggression of going from zero interest rates by the Fed to almost five percent with it, you know, in the fastest time actually in history. They went from zero to five. So um, that, Top gun. That, yeah, yeah. Top gun. <laughs> Top gun. They bent they, the frame. They, did, they bent the they frame. They bent the frame. <laughs> they bent the frame. <laughs> you love that SDB. analogy. I, I told you. <laughs> Top gun analogy look, look, comes it, up. It does not make any it does not make any client any better off if someone sits there and tries to talk over their head, if they can't relate it to them in in terms they can understand, visualize what are we here for? I love movies. Why not, Tony? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's it, it makes a lot of sense. You it know, does. they yeah. literally pulled the stick up so hard, Jeremy, that they warped the frame. Yep. So, but but now, and and we talked about this. I'll let you finish, but I also want you to to talk about the fact that we didn't like taking the medicine, but we are enjoying some of the the results of it. Uh, as well, especially for retirees. So, so finish your thought on, on interest rates, but I did want to throw that in as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 2022, just to give you the movie analogy too, what happens when they bend the frame, the guy almost passes out. Right? Yeah, exactly. Or did. So on the other side of that, you know, it, I like to talk about interest rates and the effect of spender saver, right? Is that spenders versus savers, they have different views on what happens with interest rates. So think about zero interest rate policy for spenders, right? People who wanted to have mortgages, people who wanted to build factories, those kinds of things, they were doing it with really cheap money, Mm -hmm. right? Is that you could get a mortgage less than two years ago at two and a half percent. Right. So very low. So that, that, that accelerates spending as a result of that, right? And so spenders are having a good time in zero interest rate phenomenon, right? So on the other side is savers, people who want to save their money and who want to earn something for this via the savings they have, that's difficult for them, mm-hmm. right? Is that, oh, I can invest in bonds that give me zero, one, 2%. Great. You know, that that's inflation's going up faster than that. I'm losing money as a result of doing this right. kind of thing. So we talked about this before about the Tina principle, right? And the Tina principle of there is no alternative. That's what actually happened with the stock market for those period of time is that People just said, I can't get earning or I can't get any source of return from anywhere else. So I'm going to go to the stock market because mm-hmm. at least I have a chance of getting and just stomach the decent. Volatility. Exactly. And I have to live yeah. with the risk of that going forward. Now that we've gone to 5%, we flipped that a little. And so from that perspective, spenders, now the interest rate for mortgages are near 7%. Right. Right. Different, very different ballgame from mm-hmm. a monthly payment perspective. And then secondarily, from the side of spenders, or excuse me, the side of savers now, like before it was painful, you know, it's like I can't get zero, one, two. Now I can get four, five, six percent without taking a whole heck of a lot of risk. Right. So it's just a different environment. It was painful to get there. 2022 showed that is it, it, that, that track isn't clean. Mm-hmm. But from that perspective, now looking forward, I don't have to take as much risk to earn that level of return. It's better environment now for savers than certainly the zero interest rate environment was. And it, it wasn't any fun for us to get here. It, it was, uh, you know, very, in my opinion, very akin to 
in 2008, we were sick. They gave us medicine to make us feel better. Once we got to the point where we could come off, they didn't take us off because every time they tried to, we would pitch a fit and we're like, oh, we got to have it. <laughs> well, then they were like, oh, we'll just keep giving it to you. And then the medicine actually started to hurt us. Mm -hmm. And then you were, we were forced off. And that was a violent correction absolutely to to yeah. or a violent reaction from to, zero to five yeah. in a split second with the entire economy but yeah. it has yeah. in my opinion it, it's starting to plow the ground so that we can replant and and begin the the planting and the harvesting again yeah so, absolutely you know yeah, it, i mean the markets look great market I mean, it, cycles yeah right? yeah i mean right now things are looking up and you mentioned the the few stocks that were carrying the market that's somewhat of a concern, but at least overall, the S&P 500's up. And I, I read this morning on CNBC that, you know, there are other companies now starting to join that. Yep. It, it was five companies, mm -hmm. yeah. right? For about two, three months. That was basically was just only five seven that were, yeah, that were essentially five to just seven. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's like, yeah, there's, there's going to be about 10 companies that are uh, really doing well. And more are coming on. So hopefully that will continue, right? Yeah, Jeremy? middle of May and June, you know, it started kind of in the middle of May where you started to see some participation from other from the other 493, right? Right, right. right. Um, from the rest of the economy. Exactly. Yeah. From Yeah, and honestly, the much bigger part of the economy, yeah. right? And, and, and so you started to see a little bit of that here, and it's carried into June so far. We'll see if that continues. I hope it does, and my opinion is that I think it actually will. Um, whereas, you know, those AI stocks and the stuff that was leading initially might take a little bit of a breather and mm -hmm. we might get a little bit of a catalyst in the upwards for the rest of the names. That's kind of our philosophy going into the remaining part of this year and into next year. We'll see, though. Uh, you know, I mean, anything can get thrown at you. Well, I'm certain we'll talk about what the issues that are coming up. But, you know, from that perspective, we see a chance for those others to start participating to a greater degree, propelling the stock market higher. Well, I think it just the the constant state of flux that most clients, most most uh, listeners out there, they've they've really kind of battled with is it's just every time we turn around. Right. I mean, you have last year and then you go into this year and you're like, oh, my goodness, uh, you know, this this one sector of the market is is up and. You know what's going on? Why is everything else not up? And and it's it's important to realize it is it needs to be thought of as a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, absolutely. And and you you cannot if if you want those 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 just parabolic moves, you can't you can't expect not to have any downs if you want those straight ups. And the problem is if you're going to be in that, uh, you're probably if if you were in that particular sector last year. Um, I would be scared to say you had no fingernails left. Right. You know, I mean, so so let let's let's move on for just a moment. So a couple of things I do want to touch on is so so that's kind of the state of the of the market last year going into this year. And one of the things that we keep hearing from because obviously in the the twenty four hour news cycle we're in, if it bleeds, it leads. Everyone's always trying to scare the bejesus out of everybody. Yeah, um, the sky is always falling. always falling. Well, you know, at some point, you you got to just tune it out. So, everyone keeps talking about what I would consider, and I think you would you would back me up on this: the most fork heavily forecasted recession ever in history. <laughs> um, so, give us a little bit of your take on uh, where you think the economy's going. Could we go into recession? Will we not go into recession? And what does that mean long term? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I would say is you are absolutely one hundred percent right. This is the been the most widely predicted 
recession in, in history. Uh, everybody's been anticipating that. And so what I always say is, you know, the market usually has the most negative reaction to surprise type of events, right? Think your 2008 type of, you know, are we going to have an economy in a week kind of thing or debt ceiling issues? These kinds of things tend to be what caused the reaction. COVID was a primary example of that, right? In March, 2020, when we went down 30% in like 13 days. Mm -hmm. So those are the kinds of things that tend to have the most general reactions, things we didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. Well, we're all predicting a recession in the next 12 to 18 months, right? So and have we, been for the last 12, 12 to 18, 18 months. months prior. <laughs> so are we going to be massively surprised by that? I don't think so, right? And so from my perspective here, and if you think about 2022, we had uh, a 27% correction in the markets from you know peak to trough, if you will. So at the trough lows, we were down 27%. The average reduction during a recessionary period or before a recession is 32%. So we kind of experienced that already going into September of 2022. So when I talk recession, I think a recession is probably, if you call it a coin flip, I would say coin flip to even slightly more favorable towards actually experiencing that. There's no question the U.S. economy is slowing right now mm -hmm. because of the things the Fed has done to slow the economy. They're particularly trying to do it because they have to control inflation, right? So the U.S. economy is slowing. So are we going to slow into a small recession or are we going to be able to keep it flat? Who knows? You know, best guess, I would say that we may experience a very small, short and small recession. What we're paying much more attention to is does that go deeper than we anticipate? Because that would be the bigger problem. That's the thing we wouldn't see coming, right? Mm -hmm. It gets more negative. We lose more jobs than we anticipate, those kinds of things. That's what we're paying attention to. And to be completely honest right now, we don't see that as, as our base case scenario. We think best case scenario, we avoid it slightly. We slow, but we stay out of it. Base case scenarios, we probably experience a slight recession, but it's going to be very short and not a whole heck of a lot of job loss. There'll be some, but mm -hmm. not aggressive like it was before. You know, not nine, ten percent in unemployment. Think five to maybe even six. One of the things that that Tony and I talk uh, a lot about on here with our listeners is the the silly season, as you <laughs> as you put it, uh, is about to kick back off, and we we try to help our our listeners understand. Look. The, the, pol the politics of today, it, everything is so polarized, you know, depending on which news channel you watch, you know, it's not Walter Cronkite, this is what it was, this is what it is, this is what it will be. It's not, it's not it anymore. So the, the, the messaging out there is always doom and gloom, right? I mean, we just got done with the debt. We just got over the debt ceiling. Uh, and and you, like you said, the the surprises are are the ones that really hit us out of nowhere and cause the market gyrations, mm -hmm. right? Kind of like the last uh, what was it, twenty eleven, where essentially uh, Boehner and Obama went back and forth. All of a sudden, you're down seventeen percent on right. the S and P in about three weeks. Um, but that that didn't happen this time right. because it was also the most well telegraphed debt ceiling <laughs> debacle ever. You know, they started talking about it in January, and then Biden went out of the country almost for 80 days and then all of a sudden he and mccarthy got back together and lo and behold the both sides got something they wanted which i'm not saying that i agree with it 100 percent benefited us as a citizen but at least that's how the political process works sure. right so yeah we're going into silly season we tell our clients don't think about red don't think about blue think about green 
talk to them about, uh, talk to our, our listeners about some of the things they need to be concerned with, some of the things they don't need to be concerned with, and why trying to bet politically is is seldom a good bet. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question because, you know, the silly season is absolutely upon us. And, and what I would always say is, you know, concerns in the market don't ever go away, right? They just pivot. Right, so, right. you know, we were now we were, having, we were having a panic attack about the debt ceiling that got resolved. So now it's what what is the next thing we're going to have to figure out? And well, that's it's, it's the FOMO. It's, yeah, exactly. It's now like, it's, oh, my goodness. How do I get invested in AI? What is that? And all that stuff, which we actually just did a video mm-hmm. on, uh, ironically enough. But, you know, those are the kinds of things that it's concern and opportunity. They never they, they just pivot around and eventually it's going to get to who's going to get elected and what does that mean? And what I would tell you is you're absolutely right. Two things, why we don't ever forecast politics and nor do we invest based upon politics is for two reasons and two very simple reasons. One, trying to predict what actually is going to occur is near impossible. Two, trying to predict how the market is going to react to what happened is equally impossible and very different. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's tons of circumstances that have shown 2016 is a primary example, right? Whether you're Democrat or Republican, the fact that Trump got elected, the prior consensus was he was not going to get elected. And, and if he did, the market was going to crash. Yeah. Yep. And it crashed for about four hours after he got elected, yep. and then it went up. So yep. good luck trying to predict the next wave. Yeah, the 100 know. years of the market, the presidents come and go, the market will be here. The exactly. Trump put. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you look at the ebb and flow of the market, politics has very little to do with it. Last but certainly not least, politics also starts a conversation about ESG, social governance, uh, you know, companies going woke. And, you know, here's what I tell clients. We do not look at an ESG score. We do not base our decisions or recommendation off of ESG. It is based off of meritocracy. It's based off of corporate earnings. It's based off of where we think long-term growth is going to be. So kind of give me your take on this new craze and phenomenon, 30 Seconds. Kind of tell me where where you see this going. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, what you said is meritocracy. We look at business fundamentals over anything else. That's really what we're paying attention to. So ESG-oriented philosophies and those kinds of things, it's absolutely fine. If you want to invest that way, go for it. But it's not part of our daily interaction and our daily thought process on what we're doing in the stock market and what we're doing for investing for our clients' assets. Ours are much more concerned around what are the business fundamentals, what does it look like, and is this a good investment right. long term? That's what we're paying attention to. Whether it's a good ESG policy, great. I mean, hey, if it's environmentally positive, if it's go important for it. to you, fine. Exactly but right. Then you run into things like, and and I'm, you know, we're in Minneapolis, so uh, Target. Uh, sometimes yep. you can go a little too far one way or the other, and I'm not I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree with their politics. I'm just saying when you start to put um, you know, corporate governance and you start to put those types of things in, you don't know how that chili is going to turn out. Right. I mean, it could be bad. It could be good. You don't know. And you won't know until after the fact. That's the reason why if you, if you invest based on the merits of the company, the corporate earnings, uh, you know, the long-term viability, financial strength, you're probably going to end up in a much better situation. I completely agree with you. Well, Jeremy, we are out of time. Tony is sitting over there about to do jumping jacks, <laughs> telling me that we have got to go. But thank you so much for joining us this morning. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, just kind of a, a, a brief behind the scenes, if you will, 
talking with an investment manager that this is all they do is look at these investments, figure out what's a, a sound investment going forward. And that's what you need. That's what you need in your life, your portfolio. And thank you for listening. Tony, it's good to be with you in person, buddy. Yeah. Uh, folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call. 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. And we'll see you right here next week on Navigating Your Retirement. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.